0: Welcome to a patient safety podcast from Crico. Crico is the patient safety and medical malpractice company owned by and serving the Harvard medical community since 1976. In an online poll early in 2012, Medscape asked doctors about their personal lives and their level of happiness. Nearly 30,000 physicians responded over two weeks and rheumatologists represented the happiest specialty, scoring a 4.09 on a five-point scale. A three-way tie for the least happy specialties included internal medicine, neurology, and gastroenterology. The survey also asked the doctors who responded how they cope and relieve stress it isn't scientific, of course, but being a doctor has always been an up and down proposition. The often unreasonable hours, the constant torrent of new medical knowledge, and the high accountability are heavy weights throughout a doctor's career, not to mention their own high standards. Modern medical life can seem to plague doctors with new and changing demands for documentation, payer requirements, forms, and speed.
1: The image that, that I always carry around is the guy in the circus. Who spins plates on the sticks? And he's got to keep running around spinning the plates. And if he stops spinning, the, the plates keep dropping.
0: Dr. David Tang has a dual specialty in pediatrics and internal medicine at a group primary care practice in Boston.
1: And, you know, the challenge then is at a certain point, there are more plates than there are sticks. And, and, and that's, that's how it feels.
0: Dr. Ting may belong to a specialty that's near the bottom of Medscape's happiness ranking, but he would describe himself as happy. For him, the way through involves rolling up his sleeves to help improve the clinical environment around him. He manages clinical information systems for the large physician organization at Mass General Hospital. This allows him to fix problems and create solutions. But his coping strategy also includes a robust non-work life, kayaking, playing the piano, and visiting train museums. In the Medscape survey, two-thirds of physician respondents said they do volunteer work. This is another one of Dr. Ting's strategies for fulfillment. One of the organizations he helps is called World Relief.
1: So what World Relief does is they combine medical work and medical intervention with training on sustainable farming techniques, uh, micro-enterprise to allow these areas to develop you know, once they develop the farming to be able to bring it to market, to be able to to bring it to processing and so on so that it's sustainable.
0: Dr. Tang has traveled in this way to Bangladesh, Uganda, and Malawi. This is a coping tactic that is also used by surgeon Hip Nguyen at Boston Children's Hospital. Dr. Nguyen is head of robotic surgery and organ replacement for the urology department.
2: My volunteer work internationally. I guess that's a really big part of what I do. I have a big interest in international medicine. Not only getting patients to come here, but more importantly to deliver and transfer our expertise throughout these other countries so that we have equality in, in health care for kids throughout the world.
0: Dr. Nguyen's expertise in robotic surgery and urology means he's in demand for this kind of work internationally. He says it nourishes him, and he feels encouraged creating a better future, maybe even a more just future.
2: So what we do is we provide education for them. Some of this education is delivered directly through missions and personal contact, but I'm hoping to also develop technology to use that as a way of doing what we call remote learning or continuous presence learning. I want every child to have the same potential to grow and learn and live that any child here would have and not be limited by their medical problems.
0: Happiness for Dr. Nguyen also involves playing as hard as he works. So he makes room for a raft of hobbies, from golf and other sports to photography, painting, cooking, scuba diving, and pottery. This doesn't work for everybody. Family life is a difficult balance, of course, for doctors. Christopher Lathan is a thoracic oncologist at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute in Boston. Dr. Lathan says he underestimated the impact that his life's work would have on his family. Both children were born while he was in training, and he didn't see a lot of his daughter during her first couple of years. His wife is also a professional, but not a doctor.
3: I think for anybody who is also not in medicine, who has a full-time profession, medicine always trumps. So you, you're, you're, your spouse comes home and they've had a really rough day, and they say, well, what, you know, what happened today? Well, this thing went wrong in the lab, and it was awful, and the project's not going well. And then, what did you do today? Well, I just told a 46-year-old woman that she has non-small cell lung cancer and that she's going to die in a year. That's a conversation stopper
0: time and experience help with these relationships and managing the dynamics dr lathan is at a point in his career where he has more control over his schedule and can go to the soccer games and recitals that are so important in his family and so nourishing for him he also loves what he does and he draws energy and satisfaction from working on social justice As an African-American who grew up in humble surroundings, he knows firsthand about disparities in care. In fact, he devotes a third of his professional time to research into healthcare disparities among patient demographics. He's also the director of a new Cancer Equity Center at Harvard. With all of the everyday challenges for doctors in the modern era, would Dr. Lathan encourage someone to enter the medical field today? Will new doctors find their way to professional and personal happiness the way he has?
3: I recommend it to certain people. You know, um, medicine takes a lot from you. And I think some of the students don't understand that. I think some students go in because they're smart and they're motivated and they're driven. I think I should go into medicine. It's still, even now, it's still a prestige profession. But I don't think that they understand what it takes from you. Those kids, I try to tell them to think about this, really think about it, to do it because you love it, because you really think you want to give something. Think about it that way. You know, if you want to make money, be an investment banker. Um, You're not going to starve when you're a physician, but this is not the profession to go into to make a lot of money. If you want to take care of people, there are lots of things you can do to take care of people that don't involve doing medicine. But there's some people, you know they want to do it, they have the spark to do it, this is what they want to do. And those people I will always encourage to do medicine.
0: This has been a patient safety podcast from Crico. More information about Crico and efforts at Harvard to deliver the safest health care in the world is available on our website at www.rmf.harvard.edu.